Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to share our show with you today. Jessica McCuller is here today to talk with us about Where Faith Grows. Level two just came out. She's the author of the whole series, which will go all the way up to level six. And we're going to talk about what you're going to find in level two and how it's working for other families. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. Well, hey, Jessica, welcome back to the Master Books Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me here to talk about where faith grows. I'm really excited about it. Um, Great. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about what you're seeing. What what have the parents of uh, Master Books been telling you about where faith grows? Well, really, it's been such a blessing to see the testimonies coming in ever since Where Faith Grows Level 1 released back about a year and a half ago. Um, just watching all the families, you know, report what's been going on in their homes and watching the faith of their children grow has been such an encouragement to me, especially as I continue to write the series and move forward with it. Um, I did want to share one testimony that came in earlier this week that really touched my heart so much. A mom let us know that she was going through lesson 12 of level one with her two children. And the time and the truth section for, for that lesson talked about the Holy of Holies and how there was a veil separating the people from the place where the spirit of God rested. But then at the very moment that Jesus died, how that veil was torn in two from top to bottom, and that we are no longer separated from God in the same way because of what Jesus did for us and that we now can have God li actually live on the inside of us. And so through this lesson, her children began to ask questions and they had some conversations and the Holy Spirit did the work in her kids and they both um, gave their lives to Jesus and asked him to be the Lord and savior of their lives. And so, wow. I mean, it was just such wow. an awesome testimony. Yes. Oh my goodness. Worth all of the work that you put into it. Just even just those two children. But oh, we I know so much more. Absolutely. So yeah. So tell us why you developed a discipleship series for elementary students. What, why is the focus of Where Faith Grows on discipleship and the relationship between the parent and the child? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of to start with the, the reason why I'm passionate about this relationship between the parent and the child and that, that form of discipleship is because God has given us his word. And we have access to read what his will for our lives is. And in his word, he's made it very clear that it's the parents' responsibility to disciple their children. We see this in, of course, passages like Deuteronomy 6, which is quoted very frequently, but it's also throughout the entire Bible. It's not just one place where God gives us this instruction. We see it all throughout the Old and the New Testaments that this is his plan for the family structure. Um, and so 
I think one thing that's important for us to understand is that we're all disciples. I'm a disciple. You're a disciple. We all are. Our children are. It's just really who is discipling us. Who are we following? So the sooner that we recognize and take ownership for the calling that God has on our lives as parents, then the sooner we can intentionally walk in that calling with our children. So um, sometimes people do get overwhelmed with that. You know, that word Mm -hmm. discipleship, it can be a little bit like, oh, how am I supposed to do that? Mm -hmm. Um, and, And sometimes we wonder what does biblical discipleship look like? And I think the greatest example of biblical discipleship is looking at what Jesus did. He he simply lived and experienced life alongside those who followed him. You know, when, when, when people chose to leave the other things behind and follow him, then they just lived together. They did life together. He taught them through practical real life application, uh, spiritual lessons, and then he encouraged them to walk in the things that he taught them. So there isn't some perfect formula to discipleship. You know, we don't have to get worried about, you know, well, that family's doing it this specific way. And so does that mm-hmm. mean that I have to do it that specific way? There, there really isn't a perfect formula, but it really is just living our lives with our children in front of our children, showing them our faith, walking out our faith and always pointing things back to our relationship with God. So the reason I'm really passionate about all of this is because God has laid it out in scripture. And I really think that the church as a whole has kind of misunderstood the calling that's been placed on parents for so long. And so it's kind of why I'm, you know, sounding the alarm saying, hey, parents, you know, you've been called to something and it's great. This thing that we've been called to is really great. Mm -hmm. Well, and as adults, we can look back and know for our own in our own lives what the discipleship that our parents offered or did not offer, how that impacted us. And it has a lot to do with the truth they knew and even that if they knew or not what their role as a disciple or a discipler would be in our lives. So I love that you have put together a program or curriculum that helps them be present for the discipling and also gives them biblical truth to use to disciple their children. So they, it's a win-win for them. They just need to show up and yes, absolutely. It. Yeah. And, and, and I've said this before, discipleship doesn't have to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can use resources like where faith grows and it makes it so much, it makes the process a lot easier rather than getting overwhelmed. Um, right. it, but it really takes intentionality. Mm-hmm. Right. Just showing up. And then the schedule inside the, the book itself gives you the intentionality, you know, if you have, if you're going by the schedule, you, you'll just get, get it done. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the differences and the likeness of where faith grows one level one and level two. Okay. So some of the things that are the same is that they both, both levels focus heavily on understanding who God is. If we want our children to have a relationship with someone, they have to know who that person is. Mm-hmm. And the same thing works with our relationship with God. Um, God has told us in scripture who he is. 
you know, the things that he likes, the things that he dislikes, his character traits. So mm -hmm. he hasn't tried to hide himself from us. He's revealed himself to us. And so that's something that is a focus in both levels one and two, really beginning to understand who God is and getting to know him in the way that he revealed himself to us. And I think we've all probably experienced at some point where we're having a conversation maybe with an adult who claims Christianity, but maybe they say something like, you know, well, my God would never do something. And, mm -hmm. and you're like, but that is something that he literally says he does. And so that kind of shows us there's this lack of understanding between being a Christian and knowing who, like, being a Christian should mean that I do know who God is because I have a relationship with him. And he, like I said, he's not hiding himself from us. Mm -hmm. He's revealed himself to us. And so there's a really big emphasis on helping our kids to understand who God really is the way that he, he shows us in the word. Right. And then um, another aspect that's similar between both levels one and two is there is a focus on godly character traits. Mm -hmm. So we need to teach our children who God is, but then also what a life in relationship with him looks like. So while we are teaching these traits, it's not really an emphasis on being good to be good or to measure up to some perfect standard, mm -hmm. but it's actually we're putting an emphasis on leaning into the Holy Spirit to do these good works through us. Uh, so while I might not have the ability to show self-control in a certain situation, I always have the ability to lean on the Holy Spirit and allow him to work self-control through me. Mm, so that's, that's really more of what the emphasis is. We're not just teaching our kids, hey, you need to be good because society says you need to be good or because mm -hmm. I want you to make me look good or mm -hmm. anything like that. It's mm. more of this is part of the relationship. And this is the beauty of the relationship because I'm never going to be perfect on my own, right? right? I have to lean on him and let him do the work through me. And so we're learning about godly character traits, but putting the weight of those character traits back on the Holy Spirit to work through us instead, instead of telling our kids that they have to be perfect. I love that because that's going to, that will carry them through their whole life and make Christianity not a burden to them that they feel like they're failing or winning, but truly seeing the position of being in need, humbling themselves before the one who has everything they need for life and godliness. Absolutely. And it's a good, it's a good reminder for me as the parent, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes as a parent, I want my kids to be perfect, you know, don't right. embarrass me or whatever, you know, that's just kind of natural. You want everything to just work perfectly. And so even as we're going through these lessons, for me, it's a good reminder for myself, I need to allow the Holy Spirit to work through my children. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's been just a great reminder for myself as a parent as well. So there's also memory verses. We had memory verses in level one. We're going to continue with memory verses in level two. The verses always relate to what we learned about God's attributes or the character traits that we are learning to apply in our own lives. Um, and you'll see a regular push to head to scripture to find truth. Mm -hmm. So again, we're using those memory verses to show we know these things about God because he said this about himself in his word. We know that God wants us to live this way because he told us this in his word. We're not guessing what God expects mm -hmm. of us or wants of us. He's been very clear with us. 
Um, and then when it comes to differences, you're going to see a slight leveling up with level two. Okay. That comes across somewhat through writing expectations. Level one has almost no writing in it whatsoever. I didn't want to put very much in there at all because kids are still learning so much about how to write and use their writing stamina through things like language or reading and math. And so mm -hmm. I really wanted to not focus on writing stamina at all in level one. In level two, you'll see there is some writing requirements, but it's still minimal. It's going to be things like tracing words and filling in a few blanks. Um, again, still small amounts, but there is some writing included in level two. And then the way that the material is presented changes a little bit in level two. My goal is to make the curriculum very relatable to children. Mm -hmm. And I think there's multiple ways to do that. We don't have to just do that in one style. So I want each level to kind of feel like a new and exciting experience. While also it's going to feel somewhat similar and familiar because I will have a certain writing style, obviously, as the author of the series. Mm -hmm. um, but in level one, there's a dialogue between siblings, Abby and Maya and the student using the course. So they talk directly to the student and there's kind of this back and forth between them. But then in level two, it actually follows a different family. And if parents have used level one with their kids, they'll notice that the family of level two is friends of Abby and Maya. They had mentioned hanging out with their friends back in level one. So it's kind of a neat connection if you've used level one. Um, but in level two, the mom is doing the majority of the teaching. Mm -hmm. And then the dad kind of adds in this really fun level of things because he adds challenges for the kids. So, so the far memory, verses, memory verses are um, kind of implemented through the dad giving challenges to the mm -hmm. kids and he's challenging them to different things. And then he also challenges them to apply the things that they've been learning about in the lessons as well. So um, obviously every household is a little bit different, but I kind of was thinking about my family dynamic a little bit when I created this kind of structure here, where a lot of times I'm doing the explanations for my kids or, you know, kind of doing the more involved stuff when it comes to that, you know, and then my husband comes in and he adds like a lot of fun and it makes the household just work so much better. And so I wanted to really kind of get both of those sides of things with the parents, including both parents in the process. Sure. And then you'll also see the two kids come in every once in a while and kind of show, you know, maybe give a little snippet of what they're enjoying or whatever. Mm -hmm. but most of the weight of the text this time is on the mom and the dad. Um, so it's a little bit different because it doesn't have the same back and forth dialogue that level one did. Okay. And then to get into some of the new things of level two, I'm really, really excited about so many of the things that are in level two. The first thing is that the time and the truth sections are actually going through the Bible chronologically. Okay. So in level one, they kind of jump around a little bit. They're not quite as, they're just not chronological in level one, but in level mm -hmm. two, they are chronological. They start with creation mm -hmm. and then they end with John's vision of heaven in revelation. Okay. We pretty much work our way all the way through the Bible. Um, and then each lesson, when we jump back into that biblical narrative, the time in the truth section, 
I've connected the previous one to it. So I'll say, you know, there's been this much time that's passed or at least have kind of like a connecting the dots mm -hmm. that happens as we work through the course. And then there's also a timeline for anybody who's watching the video, you'll be able to kind of see this. There's a timeline in the back of the course that your student can follow. Oh yes. For each story, there's a picture. So they'll okay. be able to follow the timeline as they work through the course as well. So that's something I really, really love because I think it helps our kids to kind of start to see the Bible as this whole instead mm -hmm. of a bunch of little pieces. Right. Well, and at Masterbooks, we have so many different timelines that students use throughout mm -hmm. their curriculum, throughout their education, but then also for adults to use the rest of their lives as, as they study the Bible. So it's great for them to be that young and already having a timeline experience specifically for the Bible. Yes, absolutely. Um, so then kind of in line with that whole timeline concept is that there is an understanding. We start to teach an understanding of the difference between the Old and the New Testaments. Mm -hmm. So another thing that's incorporated is there are enrichment activities found in the back of the book called... Um, Growing in skills, sorry, just lost it for a second. Um, these enrichment activities, level one and level two are both set up as three day per week courses, but level okay. two has these extra enrichment activities that you can add in to have an extra day per lesson. Okay. So you could add in these things and these assignments, they'll teach your students to memorize the order of the books of the Bible. They'll learn how to use their table of contents in the Bible. They'll begin to understand the difference between the testaments, which books are found in each. They'll learn how to write a reference, a Bible reference, and how to find that reference. That's and then great. at the end of each quarter, there's a skill check on what they learned in those enrichment activities where they get to actually show off what it is that they've learned and mm -hmm. make little check marks. And it's really fun. Oh, I love it. Yes. So I'm really excited about that. Um, the journal aspect of the series is something that's going to follow every level. We had the journal in level one, but mm -hmm. in level two, it changes just slightly. One side of the journal is actually used as a prayer journal that the student is going to fill out. And so the student is going to be learning in the lessons how to use the acts model in their prayers. Mm -hmm. And I use simplified words for that. We did adore, confess, thanks, and supply to make it a little simpler. Um, the lessons will walk them through how to pray this way and what each of those titles mean. And so then each lesson, they'll be filling in their prayer journal with the different things that they want to pray about. And I guess I can show that as well real yeah. quick. Um, it's really open-ended in the prayer journal. You'll see they're just open boxes like this. Okay. So if you have a student who is writing well and enjoys writing words, they're able to do so. But mm -hmm. also students that just want to draw pictures of what they're praying about are able to do that Love as it. well. And then the back side of the journal page for each lesson is a joint thing for the parent and the child. Again, leaning back on the discipleship model, there will be a verse to read in the lesson and then a question asked about that verse. Again, it relates to what was talked about in the lesson but both the parent and the child will answer this question and kind of work through it. Some of the questions are going to be not as 
uh, direct or point blank. They're going to be a little bit more conversational in style to really help develop the relationship between the parent and the child. And then the parent will write down on the back of that journal page kind of what happened in that conversation. So again, that's kind of like similar that we have a journal mm -hmm. aspect, but it's a little bit different, makes it a little bit more fresh, has the student doing a whole section on their own and then mm -hmm. something combined as well. I love that. Great job. On creativity. Do, yeah. Both mm -hmm. levels use plenty of hands-on activities and things to mm -hmm. apply what they've been learning, but we make sure that those are like mostly at home supplies, not anything difficult for the parent to have. Right. And so you have a supply list in. The yes, beginning of absolutely. Chapter. Okay. There's a supply list. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about what you've been talking about, how you've got interactive lessons and how the parent and the child is interacting. And this is a new book. Some people haven't seen it yet. What's your favorite assignment in level two? So I think if I like when I'm just thinking about the whole book, the one thing I'm really, really excited about, and I kind of talked about it already, is those enrichment activities. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about them because I think it's really important to get our kids into the word of God at a young age. Um, I, I love biblical passage synopses, you know, the storybooks that we pull off of our shelves and we read to our kids. And I really find those valuable. But there's a lot of power in the living word of God. Mm -hmm. So getting our kids comfortable with holding their Bibles, looking through their Bibles, finding verses, reading things on their own. It's really, really important for us to do that. And so um, sometimes I hear things where parents are a little bit scared of the messy parts of scripture and, and exposing their kids to maybe everything that's in the Bible. Okay. And so my, my encouragement to parents is, don't be scared of those messy parts in scripture. Our kids can read the Bible, read the living, powerful word of God. We know that it's alive and active and it can make such a difference in their hearts. And if they come to you with a question saying, what is this that I read about? We can just say things like, I'll have that conversation with you when you're a little bit older. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can be open and honest with our kids and tell them we're not ready to have that conversation yet but we don't have to cut off the whole Bible just because of that either. So we right. can still, you know, get them into the word of God at a really young age. I think it's really important to, you know, get them reading the Bible whenever they have the capability of doing so. Obviously, if your seven-year-old isn't ready for that yet, mm -hmm. then that's perfectly fine. And, you know, I have an eight-year-old who's not ready for that yet. And I had other kids at eight years old who were ready for that. But whenever they're ready for that, I don't want, I don't want my fear of what they might read to hold me back from what the Holy Spirit can do in their lives. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I mean, what better gift can you give your child other than the love of the word of God? Because that will take care of everything, the medicine for their soul, the healer, the salvation, the redeemer, the deliverance. I mean, it's all it's all right there. He sends his word to heal us and deliver us. Absolutely. And you know, the whole point of a discipleship model is the idea that I am walking out my faith in front of you. I am letting you see openly my relationship with God and how that looks for the purpose of you developing your own relationship mm -hmm. with God. And so 
when our kids are ready for that, we definitely want to encourage that. Sure. I love it. Well, so you are the customer experience manager at Masterbooks, as well as being a homeschool mom, as well as being the author of Where Faith Grows. You're not busy at all, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but as the customer experience manager, tell us any kind of exciting things that we would want to know that are happening behind the scenes that might be coming out soon. Okay, well, the first thing that I think of is we are at the ending stages of getting the new catalog for this year ready to go. Mm -hmm. So that will be coming out in the near future. Keep your eyes out. We'll make announcements when it's all ready. Right. We're all kind of in the office trying to get all that figured out and worked out right now. But you're going to really, when, when everyone sees this, they're going to really enjoy seeing some of the fun product announcements that are in there. Mm -hmm. And then also that'll include our convention schedule. The back of the catalog will show where we're going to be at this year. And so if, if we're going to be close to anyone and you want to stop by our booth, that would be really yeah. fun. Um, so that's something that is really fun every year when the catalog comes out. Another fun thing we have coming up is we have done some online summits We've done a couple of them in the past. Mm -hmm. We have another online summit coming up. This summit is going to be all about science. We're super excited about the speakers that we're going to have for this summit. It's going to be a really great time together. Um, so if anyone's listening to this and you would like to be a part of our online science summit, mark your calendars for March 15th and 16th and um, join us there. That's going to be really awesome. And then the other thing is we always have new things in the works with masterbooksacademy.com. So that's another thing I always encourage people check that out. Look, you know, watch out for our announcements because those courses sometimes come out super fast mm -hmm. and they're really exciting. So we just recently released guitar level two. Mm -hmm which I'm really excited about. I have one of my sons is using the beginning guitar course right now. He's almost finished. And so right. when he found out there was a level two coming out, he was super excited that he could yeah. continue what he's doing. So that's something else that I always recommend for people to kind of keep an eye out for what's going on with the Academy, because we always have fun stuff there. Absolutely. And you were the one who alerted me to the fact that we also have a voice lessons course there. Yes. I had totally missed it. I had heard about it, but then didn't realize it had been released. So, so excited that we have yes, all absolutely. of those music courses for people there. Yeah. We have a lot of great enrichment courses there for some of the physical um, books that we have, mm -hmm. but then we also have other ones that are Academy exclusive for instance, like the singing you mentioned and the guitar, we've got a whole bunch of electives on there that parents can add into their core courses. Right. And it makes the day a lot of fun. Absolutely. Sign language, piano, lots of fun things. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Not so busy, busy schedule. Anyway, thanks for being on the show today. And I would love for you to lead us in prayer for um, a prayer over the Masterbooks families before we sign off. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to pray a prayer from directly from scripture. And the reason why I wanted to use these verses is because I think sometimes we as parents can be consumed with worry about whether we're doing enough or we're doing things just the perfect way or kind of like I talked about before, if we're following the perfect formula that we see, you know, the people across the street following, 
Um, and I want to encourage parents that that worry is not from God. Our God equips us and empowers us to walk out what he's called us to do. So I encourage parents to really lean into God as you answer the call to disciple your children. So let's pray this together from Hebrews 13. Now the God of peace who brought up from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus, our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that beautiful prayer. I need to go look that one up myself. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. We look forward to hearing from you. Tell us what you love about the podcast. Tell us what you love about Where Faith Grows, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Master Books podcast. This was fun, and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.